Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that are new to the channel, I'm a Reiki master teacher, shamanic practitioner, and energy healer and coach. I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. The work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union sessions, one-to-one coaching and healing, um, and I work with clients all around the world. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. So thank you to everyone that listens in and all your lovely messages of support and your donations. If you would like to donate to the channel to keep the content free, ad-free and sponsorship-free, then you can head over to sacredspacehealing.org and donate as much or as little as you feel called to. All your donations go back into creating more free content. Um, and they're a nice way to say thank you. The podcasts are unedited, they remain that way, so you'll hear me possibly, probably cough, splutter, trip over my words. You might hear the neighbours start hammering and drilling because, hey, that always happens, doesn't it, when you want it to be quiet. You might hear birdsong, and I keep it that way because I keep it real as if we were in the room together having a chat. Um, And that sort of, in many ways, defines the work, that this is um, unedited, it's authentic, it's truthful, it's raw. That's what I offer my clients. That's what I offer anyone who listens to these podcasts. Sacredspacehealing.org. So hello and welcome to today's podcast. I think this will probably just be quite a short one, but it's just to give you a bit of guidance on choosing your practitioner to work with. Um, This is information that I've gleaned along the way um, as a human being. So as someone who also goes for treatments, um, whether it's a massage or something else, um, but also the things that I teach my students when I'm teaching Reiki and I'm training people up to practitioner level. So in no particular order, there is a podcast out there that is for coaches and healers. Um, but this is specifically for you as a, um, a patient or a client seeking help. So in no particular order, <clears throat> use the, uh, the initial interactions that you have with this practitioner as a really good gauge of what they're going to be like with you further down the line. So, um, you know, if it helps for you to have a phone conversation, have that phone conversation. Um, otherwise, you know, really kind of um, sit with the the energy that you get, the the vibe that you get uh, off emails and interactions with this practitioner. So, things to look out for. You know, maybe you send them a long email and you say, this is what's going on in my life. This is what I need help with. And you get three lines back saying, um, I can book you in. Here's my online diary. Um, now, maybe they're very busy. And maybe you're okay with that, but maybe you want someone who's going to give you uh, more of a personal response. So this is all dependent on what you're looking for. Um, so really look at what those interactions are like. You know, if you ask them questions, do they answer those questions? If you ask to have a phone conversation with them, are they saying yes or no? Um, are they responding to your messages very enthusiastically at the start because they want to book you in and then... If for whatever, excuse me, if for whatever reason you're not getting booked in, um, do they suddenly lose interest in you? Are they pushing you to confirm appointments um, suddenly out the blue? You know, I often say to, to clients when I'm booking someone in that I'll hold this appointment for you or my assistant will say, you know, we'll hold this appointment for you for the next three days. And if we don't hear from you, we'll free it up again for someone else. Right. So I give people space to have a life. 
and to think things through and to you know make that decision because I don't know where someone is in their journey I don't know what they're going through how much pain they're in and if I don't hear from them after three days I always get in touch and I say look I hope the email didn't disappear on you I hope you're okay but I've had to free up that appointment so that's how I maintain boundaries for myself but also give the other person enough space um, without it being uh, indefinite just holding on to appointments because obviously as practitioners we can't do that so look out for what kind of boundaries you're being given look out for people who don't give you any boundaries and then suddenly they're emailing you the next day can you confirm can you confirm usually that tells me that they just after the money you know or they're stressed um or they're trying to book someone else in on the same day or they've had something else come in and that's if that's how you want to be treated great but if you don't want to be treated that way then you're probably better carrying on looking elsewhere um, look out for people that are overly familiar very early on kiss kiss smiley faces hearts um as far as I'm concerned, that's not professional. And, you know, if you've not even met someone, they're, sm- they're signing off an email with a kiss or a heart. Um, I wonder what that's all about. But again, you might want that. Uh, so it's a choice. Um, look out for people who are asking for a lot of information up front. Um, that should happen in the consultation. That's what the consultation is about. So why are they needing so much information up front? Ask them. Um, look out for people that can't seem to construct an email properly. Sometimes practitioners don't like emails. They don't have time for it. They just want to jump on a phone call. These days, everyone wants to do a discovery call for 15 minutes. If you want to do that, great. Frankly, I think it's a complete waste of time. Discovery calls are, they came in many years ago. I tried them for a bit and um, it just didn't work for my way of working. But um, Ultimately, the way they're geared now is to sell you the practitioner. The practitioner will be like, oh, I can help you. Yes, I've got all this experience, la, la, la. They just want to get you to sign up, you know. So if I would say personally, try and have a lot of that dialogue of can you help me? Is this an area you have expertise in and so forth? You know, where do you work? All that kind of stuff. I would try and get that in in the emails. And if they're too busy to respond to your emails or they don't like emails or they just want to do a phone call and if that works for you, fine. If it doesn't work for you, look elsewhere. Um, look out for people who aren't really reading your, your message uh, and taking the information in. So maybe you say to someone, um, I really want help with this area of my life and... Uh, these are all the other things I've tried and they haven't worked, can you assist me? And they just don't respond to that. Or you say something like, if you're going to see a practitioner in person, you know, you say, oh, I need step-free access or um, are you near a train station? And they don't respond to you and you have to keep asking the question. Just look out for that because it means they're not taking the information in. They're not reading your message. Now, they could be doing that for many reasons. They're very busy, they're outside, they're on the train, they've got kids uh, running around around them, whatever. They could be dyslexic. So there are reasons. But ultimately, this is about your treatment plan. It's about what's going to work for you and how comfortable you feel with this individual, whether you're going to them as a coach, you know, looking for coaching or healing. This is probably going to be an ongoing relationship. So it needs to feel good from the start. And if it doesn't, if it feels icky from the start and sticky and there's miscommunication and there's, it's hard to get an appointment booked in, then sometimes that's a really good indicator this isn't the right person for you. Not always, but sometimes. I have it with clients where 
it was just going around in circles and they're not booking him you know like they're not sort of I'll offer them appointments and then they don't book in and then something else happens and I start to think yeah this isn't really going to happen I mean I'm here and the door is open but if they're not feeling that vibe I'm not going to push it and so I back away Uh, I'll always send a courtesy email is everything okay did my last email reach you if you don't want to book in that's fine and then I leave it And I truly believe that when a practitioner is right for us, we just know and we jump on and we book in that appointment. Um, And even if life gets in the way and there are gaps and we can't book in that appointment, even when we go back to them and try and book in, the door is still open. So um, sometimes it doesn't work out because the practitioner isn't right for you. Sometimes it's not working out because uh, there's too many blocks in you to getting the healing that you need. And sometimes it's just life. Um, but you have to trust your gut. And that's the final thing to say in all of this is you have to trust your gut with a practitioner. So what's the vibe you get when you go on their website? What's the vibe you get when you read their email? What's the vibe that you get when you speak to them on the phone? Forget testimonials. Do you think anyone's going to put up a bad testimonial? Like no one's going to put up a review that says, oh, this is the worst practitioner I ever worked with. They're only going to put up glowing testimonials. It doesn't mean anything. So forget all that. Forget how pretty the website is. Um, although it is a good indication of how much they respect themselves and their business. Um, forget where they work, you know, although room locations do, again, show you how much they respect themselves and their business, right? But just look at, go with a feeling, go with a gut feeling. And if you have any doubts, if you're unsure, if you're feeling I'm not sure about this person, don't know if I like their photo, don't know if I like the vibe I'm getting, then keep looking. There's no point just kind of pushing through and thinking, oh, I'll give it a go. Keep, Keep looking until you feel, yes, this is the right person for me. And you might have many false starts, but it's better to have those false starts than to give your hard-earned money to someone who's not going to respect you or treat you with care or kindness that you're looking for at this time. And, you know, I would also say, before you approach people, have a really clear idea of what you're looking for in a therapist, in a healer. Because maybe you're not looking for someone who's going to hold your hand and be kind and, you know, all sort of nourishing and nurturing with you. Maybe you want someone who's going to be very business and very kind of, you know, um, clinical. Um, Or maybe not. So know what your priorities are. You know, is your priority someone that is flexible, someone that has strong boundaries, someone that um, listens to you, someone that gives you um, attention in between sessions, uh, someone that um, has empathy? Like, what is your, what are your top three things that you're looking for in a practitioner? And then as soon as you feel that those are being honoured, you have a better indication if this is the right person for you. Similarly, as soon as you feel that these are not being honoured, you have a better indication this isn't the right practitioner for you. Um, I think in our guts we always know when someone's right for us and the work is right for us. And uh, we're very easily not swayed by a hard sell when we know. So it's good to do that bit of prep work before you start approaching people. Wherever you are on your journey, whatever you're seeking, I wish you much joy, love, peace and abundance. Until the next time.